Welcome to this Life I Live in Truth podcast, a podcast about living life authentically. Each week, we deliver the best stories from individuals who have decided with intention to live authentic lives. Now, here's your host, Jesse Belizel. Our guest this evening, where do I even begin? She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, investor, and marketing strategist. She has been featured in Forbes Magazine, Inc. Magazine, NBC, and countless other publications as well as networks. She is joining us this evening to speak on how she was able to take a mobile startup while she was still an undergraduate in college, mind you, and turn it into a platform that really helps other entrepreneurs make profit from their passions. Listeners, we are about to be blessed in a big way with tonight's guest. Okay, I know I've kept you guys all in suspense long enough. Humble to introduce the intelligent, the incredibly talented, and the big-hearted Brittany Rose. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you so much. That your introduction was amazing. <laughs> Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate it. I mean, I'm just really excited to to be on the show and to share whatever I can with others. Absolutely. I, you know what? I'm just so grateful for our time together today. Uh, I mean. Thank you so much for your grace, and I want to let the listeners in. We have been, Brittany and I have been trying to meet to make this happen for a while now. I think it's been several months. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, before we begin, I really just want to take a moment and really ask you, how are you doing truly? I mean, it is a crazy time to live in the world, and on top of that, to be Black and to be woman and to be a black woman business owner like how are you honestly it varies right because you have so many things pulling at your spirit um but i can say that i'm probably in the best place in my life that i've ever been and it's because i've really gained so much clarity about what's important to me and how I want to live and the impact that I want to have in the world. And this period of time has really allowed me to sit down for the first time in a, in, in since ever, just sit down and really be reflective about who I am and what I want and, and how I'm going to show up in the world. And, eliminating some very limiting beliefs around what I felt like was capable, what I was capable of doing based on everyone else's standards and advice. So while it is incredibly tumultuous right now, I feel like what's being highlighted are the opportunities that we all have to make a contribution and how much work left to do in the world. And I'm excited that people are paying attention and stepping up. Amen. Amen. I I completely agree. I think with, you know, the stay at home orders that have taken place since early March for many, it has really um, halted us in our 
in our like steps and has really helped us to sit down and to just kind of be still um, and to be reflective and to, you know, analyze, you know, how do we want to show up in the world? And it's, it's wonderful for you to like speak on that because I know many are feeling this way. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to get consumed by, um, by lack and by scarcity. Right. But when we focus on the positive and the abundance and the situation, we're able to, we're able to help, we're able to contribute, we're able to move the needle. And I think that's, um, that's just a blessing. Absolutely. You talked about moving the needle and, you know, you talked about scarcity and um, with my friends and in my, and in my line of work, you know, we're, we're talking about being of the mindset of abundance and what does that look like? Um, I know I took a few moments um, in the introduction to kind of inform the listeners about who you are and what you're doing. Um, can you, in your own words, really introduce our listeners um, really to your journey and what that has looked like and how you have come to this here moment? And if that's a bit overwhelming, just kind of walk us through the last five years, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's been a journey and it's been a pretty long journey. So I won't, I won't go into details about every single thing, but I will um, just start at the beginning as a kid growing up, knowing that um, business and entrepreneurship was the path that I wanted to take. And not really being clear on what that looked like, but just knowing that that's what I wanted and, and getting clear over time. And I think that's um, an important note for everyone. Like, you don't have to know what it's going to look like at the end. You just have to follow the path that is being laid out in front of you. And, you know, when there's a fork in the road, make the decision that feels right to you. Um, so I grew up right outside of D.C. in Loudoun County. and. <laughs> You're a Nova girl too. No, but you know I've been living in the DC area for the last ten years, so this is kind of like my home away from home. Definitely, and and I grew up in Loudon, but I moved out to Alexandria, and I love it. I love being close to the city. I love the culture that we have here, and the connection, and Absolutely. and the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I feel really blessed to have grown up in an area like this. Um, because I feel like it really took the limits off of what I felt like was normal or what I felt like was achievable because I grew up around a lot of folks who um, were very successful and all in their own rights. And so that was a blessing. And um, as I got older, I, um, I ended up starting cheerleading in about ninth grade. I, w- I was a gymnast before that and fell in love with the sport and um, had a ton of fun in it and decided that even though I did cheerleading track and gymnastics, but I wanted to earn a cheerleading scholarship, which is not not a popular scholarship to find. Um, but I was able to do it. Ended up spending a year in Kansas City, Missouri, cheering um, on scholarship before I decided that the new coach that we had gotten maybe three days before the season started was just not a good fit for me. And Mm -hmm. so I chose to come back to Virginia and ended up moving to Richmond to Virginia Commonwealth University and fell in love with the city and the community and the school 
Um, and so I stayed there to finish undergrad and cheer, and that's also where I started my first real company because I dabbled in some stuff, even as a kid, like making lip glosses and, and some MLM companies and stuff like that. But I started my first real company, um, which I still have, called More Than Cheer, and we basically use cheerleading, dance, and gymnastics to teach kids lifelong lessons. And so that's kind of what the sport did for me. It taught me how to overcome limiting beliefs, how to use positive self-talk to achieve my goals, how to have goals, how to balance my very rigorous academic schedule with a, a social life and sports year-round um, so I wanted kids to have the same opportunity to learn the skills that I feel like made me very successful at a young age. Um, so that's why I started the company, and we were completely mobile in the beginning. At one point, I was driving from Richmond all the way up to Baltimore and stopping in Latin County in a day just to teach all the classes that I had. I had a couple of contracts with um, a major franchise, and they had me at all three of their locations. And so it was uh, it got to be a lot, and I quickly learned the value of employees and scalability and processes and systems and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I ended up graduating, deciding to follow the money, which I know that's, like, not a popular thing. Everybody's like, oh, follow your heart. No, I followed the money. <laughs> I went home. I went back to Loudoun County because that's where the economy at the time could support what I was trying to do. And I started this company in a recession. So I knew that I needed to be in the most favorable economic environment that I could find. That was definitely here in Nova um, and where I had connections, you know, it's where I grew up. And, uh, and so I went back and, after that, I opened a small location, and then we doubled that, and then we doubled that, and then we doubled that, and so it just grew and grew and grew, um, and it was exciting, and it's oh, just a lot of learning, a lot of, lot of learning, um, and I, from that, have kind of spiraled that into a lot of different opportunities. So um, I had the opportunity to speak on the Extreme Entrepreneurship Tour, where I traveled around the country to speak to um, hopeful entrepreneurs in college and in high school. And then um, I now have a marketing company. I help run um, a restaurant and food truck with my parents. So we have another family, two other family companies. Um, and a real estate investment company and, and realtor practice. So there's a lot going on all the time. Wow, wow. This is, this is amazing. So as a little girl, you always sort of knew that entrepreneurship was the route you wanted to go. You didn't necessarily know how you were going to get there, but you were just you were just so committed to that. Um, That is amazing. Um, Making lip gloss turned into taking a lot of your passions and kind of putting it together um, and packaging it as a service. And really, you know, when people talk about entrepreneurship, um, it's really about, it's really one person, right? It, It typically starts as one person who, Um, sees that there's a problem in the world and has a solution to that problem like 
Do you like what you're hearing so far? Well, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss a show. I want at this moment to have the ear of my listeners who are also women of color in the social sector space. The Uprooted Stay-at-Home Retreat has kicked off this evening for fundraisers and social sector professionals who hunger for community and who want to just get better at their profession. So now until the 24th of July, the retreat will be happening. To learn more, visit the T-H-E rooted R-O-O-T-E-D retreat dot com to see how you can register and or gain access to their recordings only. Now back to the show. Talk about the importance of positive self-talk. That is so important. We don't realize how much, you know, we sometimes hinder our ability to do whatever it is we desire because of all the negative talk that is up there, you know, all of that negative chatter. And so to really go on a tour and really promote a lot of some of the invaluable skills that it's really going to take to be an entrepreneur is is amazing. And I, I could just see in your conversation how um, you are just breaking um, generational curses that may have existed, you know, maybe before your parents' time. And it's just a wonderful thing to see. I am just so proud of all that you guys are doing and just, you know, uh, making sure that the family is strong and, and is set up for the those that will come after. Um, so audience, you know, when I said earlier that Brittany is multi-talented, it's really not an understatement. So many may not know, I mean, she kind of alluded to it earlier, but Brittany is also a former NFL cheerleader. And so for all my listeners who are from the DMV area, um, she has cheerled for um, the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, Brittany, what was that experience like? And for me, who was a former dancer, I can just imagine what insane discipline that took and the challenges that it posed on your body physically, game after game, to perform in front of so many people. Again, what was that experience like? Physically and mentally, it was probably the hardest thing I'd ever done, um, including business, including owning multiple businesses. It was the truest test of my self-talk, of my resilience, of my um, ability to adapt. So what most people don't know is the Baltimore Ravens, um, I believe currently, there used to be one other team, but I think currently is the only NFL team that has actual cheerleaders. So, like, most teams have dancers, and they're called cheerleaders, and it's fine because we all get along in the cheer dance world, right? But um, but the Baltimore Ravens have a stunt and tumble team, and so those are the cheerleaders, and then we also have dancers. And um, I had grown up cheering, but I had not grown up as a co-ed flyer, which means it's just me and a really great guy who talks me up in the air. And, you know, you're standing on somebody's hands or on one person's hands or, you know, like, it's, oh a, it's, my gosh. it's 
challenging. And so yeah. to learn that um, in front of the hundreds world. of yeah. people was mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really difficult. It was really difficult. And, um, and it was also difficult to adjust to a world in which I understood the business behind it, but I was not a part of the business behind it. So cheerleaders are um, are now much better paid than they ever have been before. But previously, you know, a lot of teams just paid on stipend or they paid very minimum wage hourly rate. Um, and that's where, when I was on the Ravens, that's where we were. So like, you know, if the hot dog boy made more than minimum wage, he was making more than me as a cheerleader. Um, So to look at this huge industry and organization and um, understand all of the income generating activities that happen, and then to look at the payment of the incredible Mm -hmm. men and women around me, that was really difficult for me. Absolutely. Um, and also just just being in an environment where you're the rookie and everybody around you is incredible. You know, I had I had not I don't think I had ever been in an environment where I started from the bottom bottom, right? Like I even when I started sharing, I already had a gymnastics background. It was something comfortable. Mm-hmm. But this was like brand new everything was different kind of environment Mm -hmm. so I really had to dig deep and really focus on all the things that I had taught my kids over the years about my self-talk and about my confidence and about going extra mile and about really doing everything that you can to succeed at an opportunity and um it was transformative it was wow it was an experience for sure Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's really, um, it's wonderful that you speak of that because there, there are just so many, you know, as a host and somebody who interviews people, I have so many other questions I want to ask you just based on this question, like, you know, therein goes the conversation about, um, equity when it comes to women in the workplace, um, and in different industries, and how it's still very important. Um, yes, it's been uh, many decades since, you know, the women's suffrage movement and us, you know, having rights, but we still have a ways to go, especially with where we are with um, the racial climate. Um, yes, we've made strides, but we have so much more to go. Thank you so much for um, sharing a little bit about that aspect of your life. Um, Transformative, wow, that is amazing. Um, What would you say are the top three things you have learned that you can impart on our audience regarding entrepreneurship or relationship building, anything that you could really leave with our audience? Absolutely. First, I think there is an inner work that you have to do to be able to succeed at entrepreneurship. Um, And it's making yourself incredibly resilient and always understanding and 
looking for the solution. Your job as an entrepreneur is to do nothing but solve problems. Solve problems for your customers, solve problems for your employees, and solve problems for yourself. And so if you have not gained the mental fortitude to understand that there is going to be a new challenge every day and be okay with that, then entrepreneurship is going to be a very big struggle. Um, understanding that it's a journey and a process, you don't jump in being good at it, you make a lot of mistakes, most of which are incredibly expensive. And you accept that that's what comes with the territory um, and resolve to move through that no matter what. And that kind of goes back to the lesson of resiliency. Like, it doesn't matter what comes up for me, I am dedicated to meeting my goals. And so, you know, pandemic, uh, fire, drought, economy, like it doesn't matter what happens. Right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be successful at this. I'm going to meet my objectives. Like that's just a decision not of me. And I think that's what allowed me to be in business for 13 plus years and, and grow businesses and and things it's not pretty and there's a very romanticized view of entrepreneurship and that when you're a business owner you have it all together and you know mm-hmm. you're yeah it, that's not true for any of us um not for me not for elon musk you know there mm-hmm. is a struggle that happens every day and um and it doesn't go away you just get better at handling it so Absolutely. that's something really important to, that I think people know that when you make a mistake or when you encounter a challenge, you're not doing anything wrong. You're being an entrepreneur and, and just be okay in that space. Um, relationships are everything. I cannot, it, I cannot express the importance of not only my personal network and the people that I've chosen to spend time with and learn from and grow with, but also um, the importance of the outer network of folks that I'm constantly trying to pour into and that are pouring into me. None of my businesses would succeed or be successful without friends. And Absolutely. and I say loosely, right, because Everybody knows not your friend, but there are so many people who want to see you win, especially as a black woman. Black women have an incredible community of other black women who want to see you win and who support you and encourage you. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, um, I created a a Facebook group for black women in Loudoun County, and um, those women single-handedly have been the difference between an okay business, a business that works, the business that survives, and a thriving business because of the level of support that they've always shown me. Um, so there, I think there's this very pervasive myth that, you know, Black people don't support Black business, and that's not true. I have multiple businesses, and they're all very heavily supported by other Black people. It might just be that the network that you have of, of black folks may not support you, <laughs> but, right, but right. it's not true across the board. Right. Um, so 
I think that's a definite key. Your network, your resiliency, your being acceptance of accepting of your, of the journey. Um, I think those would probably be the most important things, and and being willing to take a step back to reevaluate, to change your mind about something, um, and to not allow anybody else's um, ideas about what you should do or what you have to do cloud your vision for what is for you. Because I think this is something that I'm I'm really exploring right now. I made a lot of changes in my business during Corona that previously I had so much angst about because I was worried about everybody else's opinion. And instead of doing something that I wanted to do because it was what made me happy. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's easy to get trapped in appearances and um and doing things just for the sake of what it looks like to other people Mm -hmm. um and lastly i would say get support i'm a huge believer in mentors business coaches and therapists i think that is something that we don't spend enough money on um i can tell you my life has dramatically improved just by seeking out mentorship, getting a therapist. And I don't have like anything to really talk about significantly to a therapist, but it's important that every week, every two weeks, every month, I'm checking in with somebody about where my life is headed, what Mm -hmm. I want, where I'm going, what's important, how Mm -hmm. am I figuring out these big life decisions? That's important. And even though I have great family and friends, that can't be my only sounding board, right? So finding somebody who is a professional and and I work with somebody who specializes in entrepreneurs, um, that's key. Um, And a business coach, shout out to Frank Goodman because finding somebody who has been through the fire already and can show you the path through, I wouldn't have a business without him. Like, and, and honestly, most people, most business owners who give up, who quit, or who fail, quote unquote fail, it's because they don't have the right people on the team and they don't have the guidance to get through the storm. So find a coach. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I, I think I started, I was just like, y'all are in for a treat. This has been truly a treat, Brittany. I just want to take a moment to kind of recap some of the things that you said in case somebody had went to the kitchen, grabbed a snack, whatever it may be. So doing the inner work is really, really important. Um, Brittany also mentioned being resilient. It's going to matter because you will go through the fire. It's not a matter of will it happen, it's when will it happen. Um, Solving problems is also very key as an entrepreneur. That is what your existence as an entrepreneur consists of. Um, also having the mental fortitude to go through all of that and understanding that this is a journey and a process. Um, And sometimes while on the journey, you know, you can make some mistakes that, you know, will be expensive, but, you know, it is, it is absolutely always worth it. Um, And just being dedicated to meeting your goals, relationships, 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 you could not stress that enough. Everything has to do with relationships and her businesses would not be where they are without them and having an outer network Um, and taking the time to really, whether it's on a quarterly basis, a biweekly basis, 
really evaluating where are where you are and um, pivoting where needed um, to really um, help the business to grow and to thrive. And lastly, um, the importance of mentorship and um, seeking counsel, whether it be through a therapist, a life coach, what have you, um, it's really important. Um, I'm just so grateful for this time with you, Brittany. Um, but before we end our time together, I wanted to take a moment so you can share with our audience, you know, some projects you have in the works, what, some services that you're offering that are new, or just tell us what they are and how people can stay connected with you. Okay, I have five minutes. So um, thank you for asking that. Um, right now, one of my biggest passion projects is a um, mastermind that I'm working with other young entrepreneurs. And by young, I mean any age, because we should all be young at heart if we're going to get around. Amen. <laughs> so um, I'm working with other entrepreneurs to help them in their marketing and their business development and finding partnerships and growing their companies. I'm a very bottom line centered person. So I create marketing campaigns and um, marketing plans that focus on bringing dollars into your company, however we have to do that. So that's what's really exciting for me right now. Um, if anybody wants to connect with me and just get some advice or, or learn more about the mastermind they can find me on instagram at, at be the boss dot well instagram.com slash be the boss i guess is how it works um mm -hmm. and again my name is Brittany, and i'm happy to help in any way i can amazing amazing Thank you, Brittany, so much. This has been awesome. I'm definitely connecting with you off off camera, off, off camera, off recording to talk about more about the mastermind because uh, I'm definitely interested um, in really getting things in the next gear. Yes, uh, that it is time. That's what this whole reset in the world was about. It was about getting us ready for the next year and yes. whatever with the economy, this right now will be probably the largest transfer of wealth that will happen in the near future. So it's time to get ready. For, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will absolutely be in touch. And I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you. You too. No problem. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on this Life I Live in Truth podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.thislifeiliveintruth.com, where you can stay connected and subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on any and all platforms, or for you to simply tell a friend. Feel free to also check out our e-course, Finding Your Purpose. Until next time, listeners, cancel the noise and seek the truth that is often found in the light.